Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome back to another episode of Friend of a Friend. It's your friend, Olivia Perez. There is so much ground to cover in today's episode. I feel like the past week and a half of fashion news has been exhilarating, confusing, thrilling, and so I'm really excited to be diving in today. I'm currently recording this episode for you guys while I'm in New York City. If you guys didn't catch the news last week, I was a guest on the Today Show last Tuesday morning. It was truly, truly the honor of a lifetime. Growing up, I was such a fan of morning TV. It actually was a really big inspiration for me, wanting to get into journalism into the first place. I really loved this idea that every day I could go sit in front of the TV and know that millions of other people were watching and we were communally coming together around something. So it really sparked my curiosity when I was younger. And so fast forward to today, it was such a crazy feeling to be asked to come on the show. And I'm so thrilled and proud of myself that I got to do it. I got to cover Spring Trends, which was right up my alley. I was joined by Today Show hosts Craig, Dylan, Chanel, and the one and only Al Roker. They are truly as nice as they seem. I swear, I was so nervous leading up to this segment. Of course, first time doing live television, first time on the Today Show. I had to memorize a bunch, and you know, I was a little bit in my head. But the second that I sat down with them, I felt like I was sitting with friends on a couch. They totally zone in on you. like, And you can tell they know exactly what to do to make someone feel really comfortable and not make them realize that they're on live TV every five seconds. So I felt so at home and so comfortable with them. And the segment went amazing. I had four models, including myself, wearing one of the trends. And if you guys want to hear more about them and see the way that I styled them, you can head to my Instagram right now. The video is at my link in bio if you didn't catch it live. For those of you who did catch it live and reached out to say congratulations and wish me luck and all the things, I so appreciate it. It was truly such an exciting opportunity, and I'm so excited at where this can take my career. So I'm really excited to further explore those avenues of my life. So once again, I'm so grateful to the Today Show for having me and to all of you who tuned in. It was such a special experience. It's been a really crazy week for me. I have been traveling quite a bit. I was also in Palo Alto last week, which is such an interesting place. Honestly, if you guys have ever seen the movie Pleasantville, it felt like being in Pleasantville. Everything was really nice looking. There was like no trash on the street. All the stores were like really cute and quaint. It kind of felt like a made up land. But I was there for Laura Piana's new store opening. I've worked with Laura Piana for a few years now. They're an incredible brand. And I'm always so excited when I get to work with a brand like Lauro 
for a few reasons. One, obviously, it's an incredible brand designing at the utmost luxurious quality. But two, it's a heritage brand that has been around for decades. And when it comes to brands like that, I think it's really easy for brands like that to stick to their old ways. It's only as of late that I feel like I see a lot of heritage brands leaning into new practices, like leaning into TikTok, leaning into utilizing influencers. And I feel like a year and a half ago when Laura Piana did their first press slash influencer trip to Aspen that I was lucky enough to go on, it was the first time that so many people had seen a new wave, almost a next chapter of Laura Piana. So I'm always really grateful when I get to be a part of these moments because I think it's so pivotal for the fashion industry for every brand to be innovating, taking part in what's going on in the digital media and fashion world right now, and also trailblazing in their own way. I feel like if you have the chance to see Laura Piana doing something as innovative as what they did in Palo Alto, it really encourages so many other brands to follow suit. So the Palo Alto store opening was super fascinating for a few reasons. One, it was in this gorgeous mall. It's their first store in Palo Alto, of course. Their audience there is very, very on brand for Laura Piana. And their customer there, obviously, is very tech savvy. So they decided to launch a brand new program at this opening called The Gift of Kings. At the store opening, they had us listen to a panel, which was moderated by Stad Guy, which I'm sure so many of you know and love. He is absolutely hysterical and was such a joy to listen to. Again, another moment where you see this heritage brand leaning into new personality, new talent, new ways of marketing. It was just awesome. But we got to sit down for a panel and hear about the latest advancements that Laura Piana is currently working on at the intersection of technology and fashion. So the Gift of Kings has been widely known as the softest cashmere in the world to ever exist. It is completely man-made, and it was the cashmere that was, of course, gifted to kings centuries ago. Laura Piana still uses this, and they use it for very select items that you can find on their website. But they decided to do what I think is a brilliant partnership with the Aura Blockchain Consortium, which is actually a blockchain organization that has been founded and invested by brands like LVMH and Laura Piana being one of them. A lot of brands and conglomerates in the fashion industry have backed this blockchain organization, especially to utilize it for advancements in fashion. So let me tell you a little bit about what it does. If you purchase a Gift of Kings item at Laura Piana, you can register that item, claim it as your own, and then you can pass it down to loved ones, family members, and transfer that ownership. Not only can you see the lineage of who bought that piece and how it's been transferred down, but this is also a first-of-its-kind moment for Laura Piana, where they're opening up the transparency of where and how the fabric of this garment has been made. It's truly a new era for the brand, and I really love how they're leaning into technology here. I know that so many brands are doing this. Reformation, for example, which gives you a, a whole backstory of how the garment came to be. But to see a luxury brand do this, I really think of as, is a first of its kind. And as someone who is really not familiar with you know, tech, blockchain, all these things, it was a really eye-opening experience to get to hear about how these two things can work together to change the future of fashion. So it was a really incredible 24 hours there. I got to be there for the panel and the store opening and hear all about this new partnership. I have a total newfound respect for the brand, even though I was a major fan before. This felt incredibly innovative and also informative for so many people like me who might not understand the background of blockchain or how it works. 
but have a newfound appreciation for it and for the way that it can change fashion and change our lives. I'm so excited to one day be able to get maybe a gift of King's piece and pass it down to my children and their children and be able to see the entire history of this one beautiful garment that has been made so sustainably and should be sustainably passed down for years to come. So on top of my really hectic fashion week, there has been so much fashion news that has bombarded my Twitter feed and really caused quite a stir. The first Jeremy Scott leaving Moschino is a huge, huge shift in the fashion world. Jeremy Scott's designs for Moschino have been iconic. He truly has such an incredible mind. And I don't think that there are any designers out there like him that can really accomplish the level of like camp and high luxury fashion that he does. I would say my most favorite designs from Jeremy, the show where he had his models come out as literal flower bouquets is one I will never forget. It was so stunning and so original. And of course, I love everything he does for the Met Gala. I think he always is a really heavy hitter when it comes to the Met because he's so creative and really goes out there with his designs. It's always something different. I think my favorite that he's ever done was for Tracy Ellis Ross when he made her into her own portrait. She walked around inside of a frame and I absolutely loved it. I thought it was so much fun to so many others. So to know that he's leaving Moschino definitely will usher in a new era for the brand. And I'm so curious to hear where he's going to go, especially in the midst of this crazy designer shakeup that we're in with Alessandro Michele leaving Gucci to Daniel Lee leaving Bottega. It definitely feels like Jeremy Scott might land somewhere. I feel like if Gucci hadn't already named a new creative director, he could have been a very interesting contender. I feel like his designs are out there and interesting, but also high fashion enough to resonate with the Gucci customer. There was also an incredible tweet the other day talking about who would replace him at Moschino. And there were so many people tweeting saying that they wanted Giuliano Calza from GCDS to replace him. If there was anybody to replace him and come somewhat close to what he could accomplish there, I totally think it could be Giuliano. He is an incredible designer and he's so much fun. I went to his last show in Milan and it was SpongeBob themed and so out there and so on brand from Moschino. So I wouldn't be surprised if they tap him for this role. Again, he is the founder and creative director of his own house. So that could be another one of those instances where he bounces back and forth. But I think he would be a perfect new face for Moschino. We'll be right back after a quick break. If you guys caught me last week on the Today Show, I was talking about five trends that I think are absolutely perfect for spring. And one of them was the ballet flat. I loved seeing ballet flats all over New York Fashion Week. I think it is such a fresh, fun shoe to incorporate into your spring wardrobe. And of course, super comfortable for all the things that the day throws your way. And I recently found a pair from Vionic that I absolutely love and have been wearing nonstop. Not just because they are cute and comfortable, but because it is also a brand that harnesses science to make shoes that bring balance to our lives. Vionic shoes are designed for dynamic movement, so you feel energized and confident all day. Whether you need sneakers for long walks, smart casuals for the office, or a pair of flats like me, Bionic offers shoes for every day, all day, and every occasion. What I love most is that Bionic's exclusive Viomotion technology aligns and balances the whole you from your feet first. 
The brand was actually created by scientists who have proven the notion that balance begins with our feet and moves throughout our bodies. So while we're in balance with our body, we can be in balance with our lives. And they even offer a 30-day risk-free trial. There is no reason to not try them. Wear them, love them, or return them for a full refund within 30 days if you're not satisfied for any reason. Again, I highly recommend trying the ballet flat because they are so cute. They have become my everyday shoe. I throw them on with a pair of jeans, a belt, and a white tee, and I feel so good and comfortable and like I'm taking care of my body. Use code FRIEND at checkout for free shipping at www.bionicshoes.com. That's V-I-O-N-I-C-S-H-O-E-S.com. Now let's get back to the show. The second news that I thought was absolutely crazy that I'm sure so many of you have been reading about, following, listening to podcasts about, Law Roach's departure from red carpet celebrity styling. This has sent major shockwaves through the fashion industry. I feel like everybody is trying to decode what happened, why he was so upset, who hurt his feelings, and what made him leave this moment. What I will say is I really respect Law Roach's approach to this entire situation. I feel like with most dramatic moments in the fashion world, media, where there's drama and, you know, who she said this, he said that, whatever it is. Twitter and TikTok and Instagram can go absolutely crazy with the conspiracy theories. And I really appreciate how Law was just like, you know what? I'm going to speak my truth. I'm going to go on the Cuts podcast. I'm going to say exactly what happened. I'm not going to name any names, but I'm going to clean the air and let everyone know what happened so that other people who are innocent don't fall victim to the situation. I thought that was a breath of fresh air because I feel like today so many people can get roped into other people's drama on the internet because they aren't just maybe confirming or denying or clearing the air on a situation. And I hate to see that because that can really impact someone's career negatively if they're roped into someone's drama. So I love that, for example, while there was a conspiracy theory going around of people being like, oh my God, it was this person or this person that he dressed for the Vanity Fair Oscar party. He went out there and said, hey, the person who started this beef actually never even showed up. They weren't on the red carpet. You never got to see who they were, what they were wearing. There was a wardrobe malfunction, so it never ended up happening. I love that he did that because we're not sitting here guessing and creating even more drama. I just think it's been super refreshing to hear his side of the story, for him to tell his narrative, tell his truth so that no one can taint his name or muddy the situation. To me, Law has truly defined so much of fashion today from the looks that he pulls from runway to vintage looks that he resurfaces. I really think that he's at the forefront of so many trends that we love, all the way from best-dressed celebrities to red carpet styles. Law is truly so influential. And I guarantee you there are so many people listening right now who one of your favorite looks on the red carpet you didn't know was a Law Roach look. And I'm really excited to see what he does next. I talk about this often as someone in fashion and in media that right now there are so many careers out there that I love to watch because they are so non-conventional. I think the linear trajectory of a career barely exists today. We see so many people who go from journalists, editor-in-chiefs to talk show hosts, back to editor-in-chiefs to so many other roles that I would have never seen them go to. So I'm very excited for the new road that Law is about to pave. I think it will open up a whole new door and a whole new trajectory for so many other stylists to come. And I know that whatever he does, it's going to be absolutely killer. For those of you who are freaking out, he is still going to be styling Zendaya. She is the only client he's going to have moving forward. 
he just said that he's only not doing celebrity red carpet styling anymore. So we can still expect to see all of her incredible looks. The next one will probably be at the Met Gala, which will be incredible. It's coming up on the first Monday of May. So mark your calendars and get ready for a ton of incredible fashion. I will, of course, be doing a recap episode that I'm so excited to do. But we'll see more of La Roach just in a different way. More in news, Victoria's Secret has announced that they will be bringing back the Victoria's Secret show after a four-year hiatus. The show has not run since 2019, obviously after Victoria's Secret was engrossed with so much scandal from their CEO, Ed Razik, to some really negative comments made about what quote-unquote fantasy is in today's world and not opening up the spectrum for more body positivity and diversity on the runway. This show is expected to be, as they say, a quote-unquote new version of the Victoria's Secret fashion show. And I'm excited to see what this show will look like. I think that if they do it right, this could be a really great opportunity for the brand to make some sort of a comeback. I do really love the new ad campaigns that they've been running with so many incredible models that I love, like Paloma Elsesser. It's been amazing and very refreshing to see Victoria's Secret bring in more realistic, relatable body types to their ad campaigns. I think that has been desperately needed. So I hope that I also see it on their runway. The last Victoria's Secret show that I actually went to was in New York City. I think it might have been the 2019 show. And there was such an emphasis on the Victoria's Secret sisterhood. The whole show was about how all the Victoria's Secrets and angels are sisters and how backstage it is truly one big happy family and they all support each other. It's going to be really interesting to see what the theme is this year and how they potentially tie that back. I know that Victoria's Secret Angels was something that was a huge point of contention for the brand. It pitted women against each other. It made them all competitive about each other's specific ranking within Victoria's Secret. So I think it's going to be very interesting how they position all of their models equal, because I think that that's really important for this new era of Victoria's Secret is that no one model should be better than the other. They should truly be all there to celebrate each other. I think the show is really fun. And I think, again, if it's done right, it could usher in a really wonderful era of more body positivity for so many young people out there who will watch the show. So I'm going to give it a chance. I'm excited to see it. It's apparently supposed to be in the fall, so September, October. And I'm excited to see what they do. And speaking of models absolutely dominating the fashion world, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up the British Vogue cover for April featuring Paloma Elsesser, Jill Courtlove, and Precious Lee. This cover absolutely sent chills down my entire body. If you haven't seen it yet, please go online and check it out. I think it might be my favorite cover that I've seen in a very, very long time. Of course, it was creative directed by the editor-in-chief, Edward Enenful, styled by my favorite stylist, Gabriella Carifa Johnson. All three women are styled in the beautiful St. Laurent dress with the hood. And they look absolutely stunning. The title of the cover is The New Supers, and it truly felt that way. This cover, to me, felt so representative of what so many people in fashion and beyond want to see. I have someone very near and dear to me in my life who has struggled with weight in the past decade, and she saw this cover, and she has nothing to do with fashion, by the way, and she texted me saying, yes. Like this felt so good to me. Like these women look so sexy and so beautiful. And this is giving me that confidence to feel like I can engage in fashion too. I don't just have to wear things that I feel like cover me up. I can wear things that I see out there in the world on the runway that are my size too. And I loved Gabriella Carifa Johnson's caption about this 
cover, if you haven't seen it yet, she went on to say that, you know, this cover is not a political statement, but this is a statement of three gorgeous models in the fashion world today who are wearing clothing from designers in their sizes. And I remember a few seasons back, there was an ID cover with Paloma Alcester on it and she was wearing the infamous Miu Miu miniskirt. But there was so much dialogue in the background when this cover came out because Miu Miu had to custom make that look for her. And so many women in the fashion industry were saying, well, why can't they make it in our size for us so we can engage in this too? Why does it have to be something where we see it custom made and that's totally inaccessible to us? It's almost like if it's not sold in that size, it's almost doing more harm to make it custom for someone and slap it on the cover of a magazine because how are you making that accessible to people? You're just making it even further away, even harder to achieve. So I love this cover, all three of them wearing the most gorgeous YSL dress. And they look absolutely stunning. I got to say, British Vogue to me has just been absolutely blowing my mind lately. Edward Enfull is truly making a fashion magazine to me. This feels really reminiscent of the magazines that I grew up reading in the 90s and the early 2000s. So if you are not a subscriber, I would say definitely subscribe because the fashion, the topics, the commentary, it's so spot on. Something really interesting that was paired with this article was the fact that this past season that showed in February for autumn, winter 2024, less than 1% of the models on the runway were plus size, which I think is such a staggering, alarming number, especially when put alongside this magazine cover that I feel truly represents fashion today. Paloma said something in that interview that really struck me as well. She said that it's more than just a picture for her anytime she's on a cover or does a campaign. What she's doing is creating a reference. And I think that that is so important. I think Edward Enfield choosing to put on that cover the new supers will be a reference for generations to come of how beauty comes in so many different sizes. So I loved this cover. It felt so inspirational. It felt like a move in the right direction. And I also can't wait to see what these three women do more of. They are models who I truly admire and adore and think that are just a breath of fresh air on the runway every time I see them. I cannot tell you how many times I've seen Precious Lee in a look and just been like, she is just so absolutely beyond stunning. So I can't wait to see these three and their careers blossom more. Okay, my fashion news rant is over. There has been so much going on. I've been really excited to debrief it all with you guys. As always, if you want to hear more about fashion news, you can follow me on Instagram at LivPres with two V's. And check back every Monday for new episodes where I talk fashion, styling tips, industry behind the scenes, and so much more. I hope you guys love today's episode. If you haven't followed the show, please do so and also leave us a review on our homepage. It really helps the show grow and I so appreciate it. And of course, don't forget to check out my Today Show segment if you want to know all about the spring trends coming up. I cover five incredible ones from the most comfortable shoe for spring to what I think is the color of the season. I hope you guys have an amazing week ahead and I'll see you all next week. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Friend of a Friend. Before you go, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and at tiermedia.com. And for more behind the scenes of the show, visit us at friendofafriend.us and follow me at Liv Perez on Instagram. Don't forget the two Vs. See you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.